0: movement is the thing that's going to be able to take a place. So just take a look at what the first small step that you can be able to take in that direction. Just keep taking these small little baby steps, and eventually you'll be able to get to where you need to go. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen.
1: We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it.
0: If you're ready to make a change, keep listening.
1: Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott.
0: My name is not Scott Anthony Barlow. I am Actually, Joshua Rivers, I am, uh, in a sense, hijacking this episode here and flipping it around. So in this episode, I'm going to be actually interviewing, in a sense, Scott himself. And so we get questions that come in through email and some of them kind of stood out. And it's like, we should address this for many people because we see the similar things happen over and over as we get these questions in. And so let's welcome to the podcast, Scott. Hey, this is weird being in the other, other chair.
1: And <laughs> I'm super excited to do this for a variety of different reasons. First of all, a lot of the times you don't get to see all of the other folks that we've got behind the scenes. So something you probably don't know about Josh, unless you've listened to almost all of our episodes, is that Josh has been behind the scenes for the podcast almost since day one. You are the person who has been around our company the longest, aside from myself. And you've been there in the background making magic happen with the podcast. It started out as our podcast manager, and now you run all of our content projects. So that's been a ton of fun having you here in the company. And now, guess what? All of you listening get to meet Josh as well and see some of this magic happen live. So I'm excited to do this. I, I know you mentioned that uh, we've got a few questions here that you've lined up that have come in through email, and we wanted to be able to answer these right here on the spot. Is that a fair assessment?
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's definitely been a blasping part of the team for, for several years. I was kind of unofficially um, a stalker for for like the first year before I officially joined the team, but yeah, so it's been a blast, especially as I've been able to over the last several months be able to see a lot more about what goes on behind the scenes. And so we have several questions here that that I think would be very uh, pertinent and helpful for the listeners to be able to hear. And so this first one actually comes from Stephanie and. Uh, this is just a part of what she wrote here. So she said that she's unsure if she should shell out some money to take a course in either personal training or to get training as a wellness coach or how to be able to start making a business with either one of those. And so she's wondering if she should wait to be certified or if she should start a blog and all kinds of different thoughts. I'm sure Going through her head as well. So she, she asks this question. When I begin to ask myself these questions, I feel stressed and paralyzed by fear on which direction is better. And I end up not making any decisions. So she's wondering how she can be able to get unstuck in this situation.
1: Mm. This is such a common question and not even related to the exact same question that Stephanie has, because it sounds like she is really interested in becoming a wellness coach or building a business around that. However, I think that people experience it anytime they're considering what they think is a large change. So whether that's making a career change, whether that is another type of life change, that's starting a business, I think people experience this same sense of overwhelm, when it seems far, far bigger and have many, many moving parts. And that also leads us to the answer to some of these questions that, uh, that Stephanie's vocalized here or emailed. And here's how we think about this. We first, before we want to jump in full bore, you know, two feet, everything along those lines, we really like to validate. And we do this with every single one of our clients, every single one of our students, anybody that we get the opportunity to to help. We want to make sure that we're getting some road signs, that we are in fact heading the right direction instead of just going right from where I'm at to boom, instant business and worrying about how do I get started and like what is the right perfect combination of moves to be able to make that business happen. I like to break it down into much, much smaller pieces and especially those smaller pieces that I can act on right now. I want to have the multi-purpose benefit of not just taking some of those steps forward, but also allowing me to get feedback from taking those steps. Because if I get that feedback, that's going to help me decide, am I actually heading in the right direction for me, or do I need to take some of this feedback and information and use it to tweak my path? To tweak the course that'm I'm, I'm going, maybe, and I, I don't know what will happen for Stephanie and Stephanie if you're if you're listening to this, I would absolutely think about it in terms of instead of going right to starting the business, think about how do I first figure out is this business right for me? Is this a direction that I want to continue going? And what can I do? What's the smallest way that I can validate that and experiment with it? And by the way, we've actually done an entire other episode on designing career experiments. And this works whether you are starting a business, whether you are making another type of career change, whether you're trying to decide, do I want to move to an entirely different occupation or company or industry or whatever? You know, what is the smallest way that I can validate that I am heading in the right direction? Well, also simultaneously, either getting experience or uh, getting another skill set, or in the case of starting a business, maybe it's even taking on first client or first contract, or maybe it's even doing some pro bono work to experiment with it even further. Now, the side benefit of that, so in Stephanie, in, uh, in her case right here, Stephanie, you could actually go in and find a, a friend that really is interested in this type of help. Help them. Either you know, just a small, small contract, short-term contract, for it doesn't even matter how much pay it is. Um, or you could even do it for free if you wanted to. But I really like doing the the smaller amount of pay method when you're when you're first getting started, because people have a different level of vested interest. And doing that just for a short term can help you actually take the first steps towards that business, but also simultaneously be able to validate, is this the type of business that I want to be in? Is this the type of people that I want to help with this type of problem and challenge and the things that they want and need? And then if I have both those purposes, if I find out that, yeah, this is in fact great, this is amazing. This is the direction that I want to continue going. Then I'm actually a step closer now because I now have had my first client, which gives me a testimonial, which allows me to then you know, create an amazing experience for that person. And then they can you know recommend you to other people and other potential clients and on and on. Also, at the same time, I want to try and address some of these other questions that Stephanie had asked. Like, do I need to wait for a certification? Um. Short answer is no, you don't need to wait. Certifications are going to be amazing for a variety of purposes. And it really depends on what you want and need. So Stephanie, if you are waiting to feel like you're having a mile post that says, I'm ready to take on clients and you're utilizing a certification for that purpose, then uh, I'm, I'm not sure that you're even going to feel ready, to be quite honest, after you get through a certification. that's we, we actually run a certification program. We, behind the scenes for our Happen to Your Career business, we actually run a certification program to allow people to become coaches, particularly career coaches. And One of the things that we see again and again and again is that people never feel ready. They never feel ready, ever. I hear that from every person that we've ever worked with. Nobody actually feels ready to get started, even when they have some of those artificial milestones. So. I would say the sooner that you can get into the business of doing the business as close as that possible with a small experiment. And by the way, you can go back. If you want to listen to that episode, you can find the Designing Experiments episode in your podcast feed.
0: Yeah, it's actually episode 261.
1: Ah, perfect. So you can go to com slash 261 and it'll pop right up that way as well. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. See, look, he's he's making magic left and right. <laughs> Stephanie, the the biggest piece is, to become unstuck is motion. Stuckness disappears if you are making motion forward. Mm-hmm. It is stuck repellent, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I would agree with that. And I know you had Jeff Woods on the podcast previously. He's actually the, the VP at uh, The One Thing. And so that's the book, The One Thing, that was written by Jay Papazan and Gary Keller. And in that they promote this idea of being able to take small, tiny steps. And so they, they have a saying of think big, but act small. And so so you have this big goal of of making this big change, starting this business, getting into coaching and training and things like that. and And it's a big step. And there's all the different things that you can look at that can lead up to that. But like Scott said, movement is the thing that's going to be able to take a place. So just take a look at what the first small step that you can be able to take in that direction. Uh, Just take that small step. And then from there, you'll be able to see what the next step is that you need to take. Just keep taking these small little baby steps. And eventually you'll be able to get to where you need to go. And as you go farther, you'll actually see that you're making more progress than it seems that you're making.
1: Awesome. I appreciate that. And we have some other questions too, don't we?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, just looking at this one here from Daniel, he says, I was just wondering if you could recommend any good books. So i just kind of mentioning there about the one thing, but uh, about improving self-awareness, ideally specifically to the professional sphere and career development and growth. So I'm busy working away as many personality tests I can get my hands on, And Scott, you and I can both identify with getting stuck into those. But I feel I have the need to do some more digging and really identify what my strengths and motivations are to help reveal what ideal career opportunities lay ahead.
1: And I'm not sure if this is Daniel or Danielle, based on the way it's spelled in email. And I apologize if we've mispronounced it one way or another. However, I believe that just reading this just reading this, I can probably tell a few things about your strengths. First of all, it seems like your tendency is anytime you need to do something that is meaningful in your life, your tendency is to learn about it and improve through that type of methodology. And something else that says here, I, I feel I still need to do more digging to really identify what my strengths and motivations are. And that also is an indicator and something that can be really common for somebody who is a learner, sometimes an analytical learner. So I'm going to tell you two things. I'm going to answer the question directly, give you a few resources, and also say that probably since your tendencies fall into how can I learn or research or be able to dive even deeper into this particular topic, that's where your tendencies and probably your strengths fall into as well. The bigger challenge is going to be taking this and acting on it, taking it and utilizing the information that you get out of here to be able to take actions forward. And I think that the more that you learn about your strengths, the more that you can leverage some of your other strengths to act in a way that's going to be really, really useful. And I might be able to give you some examples here too, but first let me give you those, those resources. So resource number one is we actually have a eight day mini course. That's been really helpful. We've had, oh my goodness, um, approaching 30, it may even be well over 30,000 people at this point that have been through this. And you can go to figureitout.co, that's figure it out.co and enter your name, enter your email. And that'll actually give you a series of eight days with uh, one single action step or a small set of action steps each and every day for you to answer. That will help you dig even further about your strengths, your motivations. And what it's not going to do is it's not going to magically give you, you should be in this career. (laughs) You should be a beekeeper. You should be in... I don't know, whatever it might be. You should be in HR. You should like it's not going to magically give that to you. However, what it will do is it will get you started asking some really powerful questions and give you some other activities just on an everyday basis for eight days that will give you clues as to where you should go next. And it'll help give you some guidance around how to make decisions around that too. So, what it will do is help you reveal what those next steps might look like, which then you can take those next steps. And then after you take that next step, you're going to be so much closer to being able to identify what ideal career opportunities lay ahead, which is what you're asking for in the first place. So that's that's one resource. I, another couple of great books that I found, one book in particular that I really enjoyed was Quitter by John Acuff. Mm-hmm. That one was really helpful just in being able to <laughs> being able to act on some of these things. Cause it sounds like it sounds like Danielle, you've got plenty of information here. And it's more about doing something with that information. And I know that's probably not what you want to hear. However, that for those people that are really great about collecting this information and continuously learning where the real magic is going to happen is if you can take that and implement small pieces of those each and every step of the way. And that's actually what's going to move you forward much faster than reading any other, any other books or any other resources. And actually, that's one of the reasons why I recommended that eight-day mini course that we have as well, because it'll actually have you act at the same time as you're learning. Okay, so another great book that I have found as well the passion test is another one and this one is a little closer to the side of woo woo if you will it's less concrete i love a good book that's really backed by data this one is not one of those necessarily but it does have some very effective exercises as well inside inside that book that i found really useful over the years uh, and then still one more book to round it out. One of my favorite books, actually, for thinking about these types of things, drastically different and thinking about behaviors and really optimizing your behavior is by Charles Duhigg. And I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, Josh. Um, You can probably tell me if I have. However, it's called The Power of Habit. Mm -hmm. And it really gets into what behaviors are. And I think the sooner that you can learn that the sooner that you have more influence and control over many of the behaviors that are on autopilot on a daily basis for all of us and the sooner that you can take back control of some of those or influence those the more rapidly you can make any kind of change in your life whatsoever you want so i would almost consider that to be like the the foundation level book for influencing and controlling your behaviors and being able to take back that control in some ways. I I think one other book that I'll add to that list really quickly is a book called Reach. And that was by uh, somebody we had on the podcast. His name is Andy Malinsky. And it's called Reach, A New Strategy to Help You Step Outside Your Comfort Zone, Rise to the Challenge, and Build Confidence. And I found it very, very helpful in Different ways to think about how and why comfort zones work. I think everybody who's listening to this show has probably heard somebody on the show, whether it be me or one of our guests, say something to the effect of, hey, outside your comfort zone is where the magic happens or whatever else. And that's one thing to know it, and it's a different thing to be able to intentionally build how to get outside your comfort zone into your life and into your systems and into the way that you you live and also understand why it's so important on a completely different level. And also, you can you can absolutely read the book and buy the by the book and everything like that. But if you want a great synopsis of the book and some things to apply instantly, go back and listen to the episode that we did with Andy Malensky and search "Happened to your career, Andy Malensky, spelled M-O-L-I-N-S-K-Y. And it'll pop right up on Google.
0: All right, Scott. So we got one more question here to look at. And this is from Anthony. He's a listener of the podcast. And he sent an email. And so to give a little bit of context, he had been at a job that didn't really fit him. And he's been kind of bored and has realized that it's not a fit. And recently there's been some internal changes in his company that's been leading him to want to leave. So part of his email says, this is why I've been looking for a way out. But until I started opening myself up to the ideas that you've been talking about, I never really thought that it was possible. I was stuck. Now I can glimpse freedom. Now I've been deciding that I want to hand in my notice next month and take a mini sabbatical for a couple of months, as I only have enough savings to survive a couple of months without work. I will use that time to retrain, update my CV and portfolio, explore some freelance opportunities in my hometown so that I can give up the dreary commute every day. From there, who knows what will happen? It's a financially risky move as you have a house, a car, a child in school, and a whole lot of bills to pay every month. But at least this way, I can seize control of my career and determine the next steps rather than letting my career or job choose for me. I'm both scared and excited. I keep flip-flopping between these two emotions constantly. Do you have any support material that can help me with my career struggles?
1: You know, I think one of the biggest reasons that we wanted to get this particular question on the, on the Happen to Your Career podcast is we get emails all the time. At a, <laughs> at a minimum on a weekly basis that sound something similar to this. We also have found this type of question in working with many different people as well in a coaching capacity or through some of our programs like Career Change Bootcamp. This type of thing comes up really, really regularly. And I would sum it up almost as a two-part question. One, should I quit my job? And the second part is if I do quit my job, how do I make that really effective for me? And the pieces and the variables drastically change on a per person basis. But I wanted to give you some things to think about if you are finding yourself at this point where this is a consideration for you. Some of them on the financial side, which is a big driver for people and definitely is for Anthony in his case here. And it sounds like, in, in Anthony's case, that this is probably one of the reasons why he had waited so long, that, that financial driver and that financial piece of it. However, I think there's other considerations as well, besides just the financial piece. So let me see if we can take those questions, those two parts of the question, uh, one at a time here, and we'll kind of use Anthony's situation as an example as we go along too but i think this really applies to a lot of different people. so when when you find yourself in that in that same situation like anthony where you've been in a job for a while and you know that you need out if you will for one reason or another should i quit? and i would say that most often this shows up with a should i quit without having another job lined up. that's the way that it shows up. and in many cases um and this and the seems similar to Anthony as well. It sounds like Anthony has some opportunities on a freelance basis. However, it sounds like there's not necessarily something else that Anthony is going to. Okay, so here's, here's one of the things that we've learned with working with a lot of people. It's actually a relatively small percentage of the population that is going to perform better By backing themselves completely into a corner. So, what I mean by that is (laughs) typically, if we were to just say out of 10 people, one out of those 10 people is going to perform better if they completely cut off all of their other options. Like, you know, I only have three months worth of savings and I know that I need to do something, perform anything. And yeah, if I put myself in that, that situation by quitting my job and cutting off my other, my other income, one out of those 10 people are going to actually come out in a better situation. The other nine of those people are going to have varying results. And in a lot of those cases, it's going to put them under obscene amounts of stress and not necessarily be the, <laughs> the benefits are not necessarily going to outweigh the costs. So if you are in that smaller group of people where you've seen some evidence in your life that backing yourself into a corner is actually going to cause you to get better performance in one way or another or get a better result in one way or another, then I would absolutely consider making this type of leap that Anthony's talking about. If you don't, then what I would suggest instead is before quitting the job, taking some extra steps to line up some additional income or some ways to ease the landing. That way, when you go and you take that time off, that mini sabbatical doesn't become a mini stress tornado because nobody likes a mini stress tornado, as it turns out. Is that fair to say, Josh? You like a mini stress tornado? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So some ways that you can do that. In Anthony's case, it sounds like he's done some he's done some freelance before, and that's something that was another part of the email, if I'm remembering that email correctly. And I would go so far as to say, okay, let me stay one extra month and let me see how I can make this even more effective. Uh, that way I can enjoy this mini sabbatical or I can enjoy this transition. Now, here's some ways that Anthony could do that. He could actually go out and take just a small amount of time and line up uh line up some of those jobs in advance before actually putting in his notice he could actually you know stay the additional amount of of time and instead of instead of losing out on that additional month's worth of income like if he stayed just one month longer he could receive the income from that extra month and he could pay for people to help escalate the process, so that might be working with a career coach like we do here, or it might be listing some other help in a different way to help move the process along faster than what you might do on your own. So that's a, that's another way. Uh, a third way that could help uh, create a, a smoother landing is go to some other places that may that you may already have within your network. And try and negotiate something that is part time but more stable, whether that's a part time job, a a, a part time contract, consulting contract, whatever else. You know, sometimes, and I know a little bit about Anthony's situation, and I don't think it was a possibility for him to do this with his current employer. However, a lot of times we find that our clients can go back and they can actually negotiate something that is part-time or half-time or on a more sporadic basis with their existing employer, even if it's not a permanent contract, even if it's something that is just spread out over a couple of months. And all of those things can help actually ease the landing, if you will, or improve the process by making it more effective or more efficient. Okay. So that those are some things to consider for Yeah, that first question, should I quit? (laughs) If you don't have the financial runway whatsoever, then unless you happen to be in that 10% of people or that one out of 10, and I'm just I'm very loosely rounding numbers here. If you don't happen to be in that very small portion of people that perform better when they have all of those additional pressures, then I would focus your efforts on how can you ease the landing or make it more effective or create more financial runway. Okay. Now the other question becomes, what can I do to really use that time? We get a lot of people that email us and say, I- I'd love to take a sabbatical. I really think that would be great. What we've learned about people with sab- sabbaticals or what we've learned about people that are considering getting time and space and clarity with the intention to result in clarity or with the intention to take next steps is that is actually only half, half the process. It's only one piece of the puzzle, if you will. So here's what I mean by that. We got the opportunity to help somebody who actually, we showcased her story on the on the podcast a while back. And she thought that if she could just make some additional time and space in her life, then that would result in clarity or some of the necessary time to be able to make a big change. So she actually took, uh, took I think it was like seven or eight months off of her job for a sabbatical and her and her husband uh, took their kids they went and traveled traveled Europe for a while and she had the opportunity to learn that she absolutely loves wine and loves travel however she came back and didn't have the clarity that she was looking for now the reason why is it isn't just about creating the space that is one thing that must happen. In one way or another, for you to get additional clarity or for you to make a big change in your life in one way or another, yes, you do absolutely have to create the space. You have to make it a priority in that way. And we're talking space as far as mental bandwidth, or we're talking space to be able to take additional actions. However, you also additionally have to do something beyond that, to facilitate those outcomes, whether your outcome is getting additional clarity for what's next, or whether your outcome is to actually make those changes itself. Either way, it requires that secondary ingredient, that secondary piece of the puzzle of taking those steps to be able to get to that outcome. So creating space is only half the battle. What happens a lot of times, we've been around long enough to to know this. And Josh, you may have heard me talk about this in the past, but it, we We might get an email from somebody like this, and then a year later we'll hear from them again and what's transpired is they've created that same level of space in their in their life or they've gone and they've taken a sabbatical, and then a year later they're still in the same situation, and now they're asking to work with us because they hadn't gotten that re- that result. What I would invite you to do if you're listening to this now is to learn from from those mistakes that uh, they've made. And I've personally made this mistake too, actually. I've personally done this exact same thing. So it's been part of my, my journey and part of my learning. And if you're wanting to make that, that type of change, or if you're wanting to get clear on what you want, you've got to do both. So if you're unsure how to do that, then you know, obviously we've got people on our team that, that can help with that. But no matter what, I would encourage you to make sure that you have both of those pieces lined up. You're making the space in your life, and you're taking additional steps to go through the process of either getting clear or get to whatever outcome that you want.
0: It's definitely a very difficult, very difficult situation. I can really identify with Anthony myself. I recently, uh, six months ago, left my job that I had 12 years into. And I've had 15 years in the industry. And I I had gotten completely burned out. And I, I was finding myself in that exact same situation. I did have a business that I started on the side. And I was doing that for several years. And it was pretty bad. It got to the point to where it's like every day, it's like, okay, I just wanna walk out of here and quit. I don't care about the consequences and and all that. And so it, it would not have been a good decision for me at the time, uh, because um, even though I was burnt out and drained, we were not financially in a place that would have been able to do that, even though I could have had time to and probably more energy to be able to process. It wasn't the right time for me. And so it's difficult as Scott was explaining all these different things. Everyone's situation is different in how everything needs to be approached. And so because you said that you have a, a couple months that you can be able to live on with savings. And that can be very difficult because time can get away from you very easily when you're not under the constraints of having a job and being somewhere at certain times and things like that. The time can really get away from you. And then you don't actually get to do the work that you're wanting to do to be able to prepare for whatever it is you want next, to be able to do whatever introspective work that you're needing to do or research or further training or whatever it is. It can be difficult to be able to do that sometimes if you're not disciplined. Uh, A lot of times you need accountability. It's also a way to be able to help speed up the process and help be able to get more clarity more quickly. And so um, I, I would definitely say that you need to be able to have somebody in your life, whether you get a coach or whether you get Someone that's just an accountability partner to be able to help you, be able to uh, keep yourself on, accountable for what you're doing with this.
1: Yeah, that's that's awesome. I forgot that you had right before we were able to get the pleasure of bringing you on full time. You had just recently quit your job. Mm-hmm. Uh, a short period of time before that, without moving fully onto the onto the next thing. So you were right in the thick of this exact situation. Yeah. I totally forgot that, even though, yeah. <laughs> even though we're talking about this question. Yeah,
0: and my situation though is is I mentioned before that that it wasn't the right time, but that was before I'd gone to the place to where we did have money in the bank, and I did already start working on lining some. Work up, and so it was basically be freelance starting my own business or increasing the business that I had. and so I was already in the middle of uh, of trying to line up some new work in that way. and so, um, so so it wasn't like like a total blind leap to where I wasn't going to have anything. It's just I was going to go from hundred percent down to twenty five percent or whatever. so with the high probability of being able to close the gap in a short amount of time. And so there's two pieces of currency that you can be able to use with any kind of change. And especially when you're looking at this, there's time and there's money. And so you can either take a large amount of time to do all the research and try to do as much as you can on your own and spend very little money, or you can take a little bit of money and be able to use that to be able to shorten the time that it takes you to be able to get to the goal that you're going for. And that can be by, like, by, by getting some courses or training or coaching and things like that. And, and you need to do that strategically, not just randomly going out and spending money to spend money, but to be able to strategically be able to do that. And if you put that in the right place, you can be able to really shorten that time. So it's, so you can spend six months on your own trying to do something. Whereas if you hire a coach and be able to get that, uh, that support and that accountability at a much higher level, you can be able to shorten that to a couple months and, and be able to really be able to make a lot more progress in that aspect. So if you only have a couple of months of savings, and you decide to take a sabbatical, you need to make sure that you're really focused and you get the help that you need during that time to be able to be able to do that.
1: Very cool. So, Josh, thank you for coming on the on the show, and thank you so much for uh, sharing some of the questions that we've received recently, and for uh, lending a little bit of insight too, even from your own journey as well. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, definitely glad to be on this side of the of the audio. I really hope that this has been really helpful for. Uh, These three people that sent the emails in, but even more, I hope that it helps even more people because Scott, I know one thing is that when we get one person emailing, asking a question, there's another dozen or more that are struggling with the same thing, but they don't, for one reason or another, they don't take the time to email and ask the questions. So hopefully this can help people to be able to take some steps, get moving. And as the podcast name is happen to their career.
1: Hey many of the stories that you've heard on the podcast are from listeners that have decided that they wanted to take action and taken the first step of having a conversation with our team to try and figure out how we can help. And if you want to if you want to implement what you have heard And you want to completely change your life and your career, then let's figure out how we can help. So here's what I would suggest. Just open your phone right now and open your email app. And I'm going to give you my personal email address. Scott at happened to your Just email me and put conversation in the subject line. And then when you do that, I'll introduce you to the right person on our team. And you can have a conversation with us. We'll try and understand your goals and what you want to accomplish in your career, no matter where you're at. And we can figure out the very best way that we can help you and your situation. So open it up right now and send me an email with conversation in the subject line. Scott at happened to your Thanks so much for listening. And if this has been helpful, then please share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers that badly need it. Here's a sneak peek into what we have coming up in store for you next week.
0: And dumping like a lot of
1: negative uh, feedback on me. And more than I'd I'd ever seen, this this caught me totally by surprise. I felt like I got hit by a truck Yeah. and I started spiraling. All that and plenty more next week right here on Happen to Your Career. Make sure that you don't miss it. And if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast player so that you can download this podcast in your sleep and you get it automatically. Even the bonus episodes. Every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Until next week, adios. I'm out.
0: Actually be able to kind of interact um, in, in a small way with the the people that we help. And so as opposed to sitting in a dungeon editing audio, um, it's a little bit different being able to kind of step <laughs> is, out. Is that how it works?
1: <laughs> Do you sit in the dungeon editing audio? Oh, you even I was see unaware of your
0: audio dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Scott hired Mark Seavercrop to throw me in the dungeon, but Scott must have forgotten that part.
1: <laughs> Mark, if you hear that, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs>